You're listening to the Cell Phone Junkie Podcast, your source for news, reviews, and questions about the cell phone industry. Visit us at www.thecellphonejunkie.com. Hello and welcome to the Cell Phone Junkie. My name is Mickey Papillon and we are up to show number 52. Joining me today, I've got a special guest host. It is David Sacconi from mobilitytoday.com. How are you today, Dave? I'm doing very good, Mickey. Well, it is really great to have you on the show because, you know, I'll be honest, looking back about a year ago, I started working with you on the mobilitytoday.com podcasts and uh, really got a flavor or a taste of what it is to to do a podcast. And I truly appreciate the support and everything that you've done to help me get to this point with the Cell Phone Junkie 52 shows later, and we're still going strong. So I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule today, and thanks for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. Well, I want to do uh, basically go through the same kind of format as we usually do because we've got a lot of news to talk about this week, and then at the end we'll go through the questions and comments. Uh, start off talking about Altel, and uh, they were bought. Finally, everyone had been talking about it for I don't know how long, and uh, finally a, uh, an investment firm, which was a combination of TPG Capital and GS Capital Partners, which is Goldman Sachs, purchased Altel for $27.5 billion dollars. Uh, that's about 12 million Altel subscribers versus, you know, your 50 million or so uh, singular or Verizon subscribers. But um, still a nice chunk of change that that Altel received um, in their sale. Now, one thing that a lot of people are saying is, well, what the heck does that mean? It doesn't mean a whole lot for the subscribers. It's not going to add any capacity you know, to their network. They're not going to be able to do anything differently. Um, but just one of those things. And, and Dave, I know we had been this had been a rumor that everyone had been talking about for a while that they were going to get bought. And, and what do you think about this one? And what does it mean for, for them? Well, you know, it's just interesting. You, you just don't know. I mean, what this also could mean is that when, when companies get large, you know, let's take a look at how large, you know, this, that we're going to be looking at in a company. Now, now all tiles all dissolved, you know, where do we, where do we draw the line? Do you think there's going to be impact on customer service? I mean, that's a huge overtake, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's the fact that it's now owned by a, a couple of partners, um, basically an investment firm, uh, could really change the way that they do business because you're going to not only see, number one, the fact that they're going to be really pushing for returns and growth and increased huh. profits, uh, that may change the way that things are run versus what's going to be best for the subscriber. It's going to be now what's going to be best for them um, yep. you know, and their cash flow. So it, uh, I, I can't say that anything is going to change considerably, but that's a real good point that you bring up that what is this, you know, what will that do? All tell is what, Mick? Is it GSM? No, I'll, uh, no, I'll tell is CDMA, and um, they've got they've got a uh, the EVDO network rolled out as well. I mean, they're basically their their phone selection is kind of a mix between Sprint and Verizon. So, yeah, see, you know, I don't know. I mean, I would say if uh, my ignorance on, on the provider, but you know, T-Mobile needs to do something pretty soon. <laughs> well, there's there's nothing to say that I mean Sprint and Nextel, you know CDMA yeah. versus IDEN. Okay, there's a nice mix. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's true. Well, this is going to be obviously up to some regulatory uh, approvals and and things like that. So probably 
Q4 or Q1 of 2008 is what they're talking about. So just real quick as well, Altel rolled out. I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to read more about it here. In certain areas, you're going to be able to get what they're calling city ID added to their caller ID functionality. For 2 bucks a month, ultimately, you'll be able to see uh, if you don't know where the person is calling from, you'll be able to see uh, the city and the state kind of like on your, your home telephone that's going to be added to their their. Uh, list of enhanced services that they offer. But what I really wanted to talk to you, Dave, about was the Apple iPhone. And I know every show that I talk about this, people go, you're talking about the iPhone again. It's this with the iPhone, that with the iPhone. Well, you know what? Every, we got to do it. We got to talk about it. So I've got, I've got four stories here that, uh, that talk about different things that have come up in this last week. First one is that the iPhone is going to be available to prepaid users. Um, this is from the Boy Genius Report. The second story is that 90% of phone owners find the iPhone superior, and that meaning superior to the current handheld uh, phone that they have right now. The third one is that they have a five-year exclusivity and that Verizon is prepping an answer as far as what they're going to roll with. And uh, then the next one is the iPhone release date. And some people are saying that could be the 20th. Some people are saying that could be the 11th. I just got an email a little bit ago from a guy named David who said he just called them and asked to do a pre-order, and they told him the last week of June. So that would be somewhere in the 23rd to 30th range. So um, what I wanted to start out with here is... Uh, you know, the, the iPhone is something that everyone is going to be in the next 30 days wanting to know uh, when they can get it. And uh, especially guys like us, when we, we're just so into the new technology and something this revolutionary and different. Dave, I know you're just, you're just chomping at the bit for this one. And, <laughs> and uh, where, where are you at with this one? And, and I know you're, you're loving your blackjack, and we're not going to be able to pry <laughs> that one out of your hands, but maybe put another one in your hands with the iPhone here, right? <laughs> Yeah, well, Mick, I, there's a couple things going on here. I, I think people are taking Steve Jobs um, pretty lightly. I, I, I would not doubt it that there's going to be a very large inventory of these phones available um, up at front. I, I, for some, most people will debate me on that and say, no, Steve's not going to take the chance because he doesn't know how it's going to be ta- how it's going to take off. But from what I was told when I went to my Apple store, they are actually being told they have to make room in the entire store for just the iPhone alone. And they're consolidating a lot of the space just for the iPhone. Um, so that being said, and those tandem stories, you got to believe that, first of all, prepaid customers are only going to be done direct uh, through the Apple store or through Singular. Obviously, you're not going to be able to walk into your little uh, Getty Mart and buy an, uh, an iPhone. Um, but I, w- I would assume that on launch day there's going to be a big may day but i would i would probably make a good bet that we're going to see a good quantity out there because apple has to make that big bang at the beginning and i don't think that if they come out and and sizzle where they they can't get units out to the people it's just going to frustrate I don't know if it'll create more demand. I mean, but I think it's not going to look good for their shareholders if they go out and they don't have enough quantity for the demand. All right. Well, you know what, Dave, you make a you make a great point with that, and I think probably the one of the best ways I've heard it put because you you're right. There are so many people with these little side stories that they're posting about you know the iPhone and you know not having enough or not who knows where it's going to be list you know uh, available and stuff like that and and really. Yeah, they're going to need to make a big splash because otherwise, it's who's it going to be worth it to? It's not going to be worth it to Apple unless they're making this, you know, really making it what they need to do. And so hearing hearing stories like that where they've got it available in, um, you, you know, they're making room in stores to make it available, the space available is very encouraging. 
you know, that they're going to have that space for it. So that's very, very good. Well, the uh, the next story here that I, I liked here, and I thought it was just kind of cute, was the uh, Engadget posted this little toy. It's an inflatable gizmo that uh, is looks like a, a beer koozie, but it's something you put your cell phone in, and what it does is it keeps your phone uh, floating when you're sitting out there at the pool. And uh, I don't know how many people <laughs> this is going to be useful for, uh, but here in Arizona, everyone's got pools, and everyone likes to hang out at their pools in the summertime, and... <laughs> You know, what the heck, you know, just throw your throw your phone in the pool with you. You know, it always float around with you. And so when you get a call, you can tip it over and it can sink to the bottom of the pool, right? There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's about all that's useful for. <laughs> you know, we're talking talking at the beginning here about, about Altel and, and all their what they're, they're doing. Uh, Quest, I don't know if you guys have Quest out there on the East Coast. Um, uh, but yeah, no. Not so much. All right. Well, Quest is a big player here out West. And, and one of the things that they're doing here now is they're going to be offering EVDO service over the, the PC cards uh, using Sprint's EVDO Rev-A network. Um, what's going to be great for that is that they are able to offer it with, in conjunction, your home broadband or telephone service, and you'll be able to get a discount on doing it. But what they're only doing is 500 megabytes for yeah. se- 70 bucks a month. And I don't know, I, I, I've got the unlimited with Verizon and I, I can't imagine only having 500 megs. I mean, that's just not enough for anyone using that kind of card. I don't get it. I mean, it, it, that's just not going to fly. These these caps are just ridiculous. Yeah, they're it, it, they really need to be unlimited. I mean, if if one provider is going to do it, they really all need to, and they can't have the you know the five or six or ten gig cap a month. If they're saying unlimited, it's got to be unlimited. So oh, exactly. Who are you using now? Are, are you on uh, um, singular? Singular with uh, 3G. Okay. Okay. So you've got uh, what the the PCI Express card, or have you got the regular? No, PC actually, card? Um, I use just my Blackjack through Bluetooth uh, for all my 3G connections with my uh, laptop. So um, that's how I've been doing it, and it works great. I okay. use it with my OQO, and I use it with my tablet. So, and it, no problems whatsoever. That's nice, and that's one thing through the uh, the Pan Bluetooth, or how do you get yeah. that? Yeah, okay. actually, it's uh, right through their uh, internet sharing application, which is buried within the Windows directory, which is the most stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life, <laughs> especially on a smartphone. Yeah. <laughs> Digging through that is like pulling teeth, and you can't make a shortcut either, so. Oh. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Do you use uh, do you use any mapping software on there? Any Google Maps or MSN Live? Uh, yeah, or? You, uh, I use the live search. I love it. I mean, I, I'm, I'm biased. Those guys bought my heart anyway, but... Um, the live search application, which is just fantastic. I use that more than anything on my Windows mobile device as it is. Okay. Well, the reason I bring it up is I, I think a lot of people have that, have that opinion. And um, I think the one, the one program that Google has uh, mobile-wise that, uh, peop- that they're going to have to catch up with is the, the Google Maps for mobile um, and what, that, what the capability of that has uh, versus what what the Microsoft Live has, that live search. And, and one thing that they've just came out with this week, and the reason I bring it up, is the fact the, uh, they're integrating GPS into it now. And so if your phone and your carrier has GPS support built in, you're now able to pull off of that and, uh, and use the Google, um, the Google Maps with the GPS signal, which is kind of neat. Now, one thing that we mentioned, I think it was the show last week or the week before, was that Sprint is now saying, you know, we don't really like that. We don't like it when you're using our built-in GPS for things that you want to do, <laughs> which uh-huh. it, it's your phone. I mean, you know, come on, you know, let's 
let's let's be realistic here on what the expectations of the providers are. Um, you know, with the, the the services that are available on the phones, they that could be locked soon. But but for the meantime, Google Maps is, has now got it available, so that's that's pretty neat for the users of it. I'm excited about that. Uh, the T-Mobile Wing. Um, I know this has been an interesting subject, and I know I don't know how much you want to talk about it, Dave, but uh, maybe getting a review unit over there at Mobility today in the next couple of weeks, huh? Yeah, you know, the, I uh, I just got I got my unit um, Friday, and you know I I'm not a big big proponent. I mean, Mick, we've talked about this before, and and, and quite honestly, um, HTC is lacking something, and that's innovation. I really think they're you know they're they're trying, but. Again, it's just another device that looks like all the other devices and uh, slap a new provider on. But, you know, no offense, I don't want to sound sour grapes, um, but T-Mobile does do it really smart. If you didn't notice a lot of the reviews that went out, um, you know, they were given to parties that are a lot of MVPs and so forth. So uh, people who read the reviews got to, you know, kind of take it with a grain of salt and use their own uh, conclusion, go out to the store, get, take it for a test drive, um, and see exactly what you think about it. I can tell you right now, it's a it's a slower powered machine, um, and they do do some nice things like add the my faves and so forth. Um, but again, it, it for someone who's looking just for a new device within T-Mobile, this might be a good decision because you don't have really anything um, within T-Mobile that has this kind of form factor. Well, and that's that's the replacement, obviously, for the MDA. And for those of you who don't know, it's it's this, the same basic form factor. It's got the slide-out keyboard and and just a, a basically it's a big. It looks like a regular PDA um, that has essentially the same innards as the MDA or the. Uh, the HTC K-Jam, or whatever, iMate K-Jam, um, or the QTech 9100, and it not, not a whole lot has changed, looking at about a $300 price point with a two-year contract, and you're right, I got to take those reviews with a grain of salt, because it was, I believe it was just the Mobius people who got the reviews, yeah. that's correct, yeah. Yeah, that's so, correct. So that'll be interesting to, you know, for the people who want, I've got a lot of links here for the reviews, and I'll let people make their own decisions on this one. I have not personally had a chance, obviously, to to get my hands on one yet. As soon as because I use the uh, you know it's it's little brother phone that the uh, QTech ninety one hundred for for quite a while, and and I did like the phone. the The slide out keyboard began to uh, become a nuisance for me, and one of the reasons why I ended up getting rid of it. Um, but when it does get out to the T Mobile stores, I'll definitely be taking a look at it and hopefully get a little bit more in depth uh, on to what the phone is about. But at this point, I'm not real comfortable with talking about the reviews that are out there right now for it. So uh, we'll just keep that as it is. But uh, what about this N95 here? I know we don't we don't talk a lot about Nokia phones, and it seems like you've got to be kind of in the in the the, uh, the the click or the niche of Nokia phones to talk about what they have yeah. out there. But the N95 is, is really a nice-looking device. I mean, you've got, you know, built-in Wi-Fi, GPS, um, you know, it's got a, a, a fantastic camera on it. I think it's either four or five megapixel camera on it. Um, quad band with the, uh, with the HSDPA and uh, built-in real player for audio and video. It runs the Symbian Series 60 operating system, supports Java applications, of course, so you can load other things on there as well. Yeah, five megapixel camera um, with the 5.6 millimeter Carl Zeiss, or Zeiss lens with 20 times digital zoom. Um, has a you know capability of ex sticking in there a four gigabyte card. I mean this is uh, 
you know, I wouldn't say it's it's an iPhone uh, competitor, but as far as the the type of, it's definitely a Windows Media competitor, Windows Mobile competitor. Um, you know, with the exception of obviously some of the uh, integration that you have directly with Windows into into Windows. But um, you ever get any chances to play with with any phones like this and and that run on the Symbian series stuff? I know that's not one of your big focuses, but. Yeah, no, I do, Mick. Um, Nokia sometimes sends me up different devices, and this phone uh, in particular is uh, pretty amazing. The amount, the amount of stuff that they shoved into this device, um, AM, FM radio also on the, I think it's an FM radio also built into this. FM, um, yep. Which is just purely amazing how much they've done. And obviously, Nokia just is a mastermind with getting technology within a small handset. I mean, we all looked at the old IPAC 6900, and we were we were blown away at why it took so long to get certified in Singular's network. And, you know, the response from HP was there were so many different, you know, mechanisms within the device. Well, take a look at this phone. Yeah. You know, this thing's got everything you can think of it and more. Um, and, and again, uh, no, it, I look at the Nokias as either you love them or you hate them, and, and that's the niche. You know, Nokia has a huge following out in Europe. Um, I don't know how big they are in the U.S. Um, and, and following, I know obviously in Europe they're much more bigger, you know, much bigger. But for me, I, I'm just blown away with the designs. They're just fantastic. I do have to mention, you know, no QWERTY keyboard, so that can be could be something for someone if they weren't if they were looking for a smartphone that had a QWERTY keyboard. But it does have a uh, a slide out on it where you can. Um, it's actually a dual slider, and I've talked about this before um, with the keyboard that slides out from the bottom and then the the media controls that slide out from the top. So it does uh, is a little bit different there. And um, next here we have the, the Helio Ocean, and, and I have to mention it because at the beginning of the show we started out having Steve on here, and uh, technical difficulties sometimes occur, and and all that's happened with you on or with me on your show before too, Dave, and it just sure. one of those things. But uh, uh, I do want to throw in here, and I was hoping to have Steve because he posted this up to talk about it on his site. Um, but the uh, the Helio Ocean is out there right now, and uh, we talked about that a few shows ago. But and Gadget has the Helio Ocean available in a contest. Um, some of the rules for the contest are you have to get your entry in by Tuesday the 29th. And uh, you can only enter once, and and this and that and the other thing. But uh, just a you know one of those things. If you're looking to you like contests and you like to get in on those those types of things, hop on over to Engadget, uh, and I'll put a link here in the notes so you can do that yourself uh, at your leisure. What about the uh, the 8830 from BlackBerry, Dave? Sprint and oh, Verizon yeah. expected to get that out uh, this week. Looks like one of the rumors that's out there right now is that it's gonna the Sprint model will be delayed till. Mid July, however, Verizon saying uh, Memorial Day. You know, I know. I, I'll tell you, my wife's been using the singular uh, model, and um, she loves it. I mean, now remember, if anyone listened to my podcast, my wife was uh, really against a lot of the technology, and she's, you know, I'm text messaging her now, and I'm sending her uh, MMS pictures and stuff like that, and she's, you know, she's working. She's got a Bluetooth headset. She's got that working. I like it. I even um, dipped back and picked up the uh, GPS uh, application for it for the $10 a month, um, and she uses that also. That's, you know, the the what I see in this is I see – I see a vast upgrade from the 8700 series that oh, a lot of for people for Verizon use big time. Yeah, I yeah. had that. I was stuck with that for 7 months in my previous employer. I hated it. <laughs> you've got <laughs> uh you've got the new Pearl design where you're you've got the the trackball in the middle as a, as opposed to the scroller. Yep. 
um, you know, adding in the GPS capabilities and uh, not GPS, uh, GSM capabilities for overseas use is also, uh, I, I know, been something that a lot of people have been looking at, especially when you're stuck to be on Verizon and you want to travel. And it's just not something that was feasible really without getting either a prepaid SIM on a, on a, with a separate phone and using that, you know, or getting one of, buying one of Verizon's other phones that they have and, and taking that out. But there's also a review here that I wanted to, uh, to mention that they're saying the, the phone works flawlessly overseas. Um, the, uh, the reviewer here from Gizmodo has, uh, has been using it, and that was uh, Jesus Diaz. And he said everything works really, really well on it while you're overseas, with the exception of the, the 3G. I guess it pushes you back onto edge speeds, which, you know, I guess you kind of you kind of take a little bit and give a little bit to be using a CDMA phone that has a GSM radio shoved in there so you can use it overseas. But that's great. I know a lot of people, especially, you know, folks over on the East Coast do a lot of traveling over to Europe and, you know, Sprint, Verizon, Alta, you're just dead in the water. So yep. a great option for business travelers. Um, BlackBerry OS 4.3 possibly coming out soon here, according to the boy genius. And he's saying that uh, the potential of... Uh, you know the upgrading for the the 8800 series and uh, with the curve and the that 8830 we were just talking about. So um, at this point, still a rumor, um, but it's kind of something for those that are BlackBerry users to start thinking about if you're if you're just looking for the next greatest thing that they have coming out. How does he do it? I'll tell you. He, he just keeps getting these stories. It's amazing. He has probably some of the the. the best informants or something i don't know maybe yeah. he's he's taken people that are uh you know inside the industry and knows something about them and flips them and makes them an oh, informant yeah. for or something. oh yeah big time <laughs> well palm here has announced this week that the trio 680 has got some software upgrades for it now have you have you had a chance to test out this one i i think i know you had the the trio 700p that you had and that the you know obviously the 680 um, or the 755 are the ones that are, are yep. the newer upgrades to it. Did you, did you ever play with the 680? Yes, I did. Okay. Yep. What did you, you think of it? Oh, it's a good phone. I mean, I, I again, you know, for me, um, you know, it, it's a lot of the same, you know, um, and and that's the thing that I kind of throws me back is, you know, Palm needs to kind of pick up the slack and start designing something a little different. I you know losing the antenna wasn't a big difference for me. <laughs> yeah, know? it makes it harder to get out of your pocket. <laughs> yeah, you know. And the way I look at it is, you know, give me give me Wi-Fi and Jerry, you can scream at me, but you know, give me Wi-Fi, you know, let's make it a little more fun and and did they ever get the new patch out for 3G yet for singular? No, I don't think they have yet. No, they didn't. So, nope. you know, that's the things that I can't stand that um you know, kind of make me feel like Palm's just throwing these phones out to be positioned to be bought, and uh, it's not the best business model sometimes. Now, but let's let's review this here real quick. This critical update for the 680 improved power management for better battery life. Camera update for better battery life helped to correct the distorted characters that can occur in the title bar of the phone application. Uh, fix the device freezing that may occur under certain conditions. Uh, system lockout improvement for increased security. Support for the new daylight savings time legislation provides better support for 
networks unique to some Caribbean, Latin American, and Asian countries, and updates singular branding, replacing it to the new AT&T branding, which I know you know from uh, from updating, I think it was your blackjack, which is yeah. what, a couple <laughs> new icons? <laughs> that's yeah, about that's it. about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about... Uh, what about the uh, about the updates with the, the the new battery life or better battery life? Did you did you have any issues with with battery life when you were testing that one out, or is it pretty typical for Palm? P- pretty um, typical for Palm. Okay. I I quite honestly never been that blown away with the battery life on my trio, but you know yeah. that was just me. I uh, I would agree <laughs> from my <laughs> from my three week trial with the Trio Seven Hundred. <laughs> about uh, Google Calendar, I don't use it. Do you? Nope. Nope, but I know, me neither. I know, I know there's a good business model for it. I know that because I have a uh, sponsor on my website that, you know, they're doing pretty good with it. Um, seems like a lot of people are starting to use it. Hey, you know, it's uh, it's just one of those one of those other things that Google can can say in its suite of applications that offers a calendar app. You know, yeah. Um, their reason I mention that is they're rolling it out for the mobile space, and the announcement is um, looks like it's available for Windows Mobile. And it's pretty handy if you rely heavily on your calendar but don't have a way to synchronize it uh, over to your Windows mobile device. You can go to google.com slash calendar on your Internet Explorer browser on your phone, and you'll be able to pull it up now. So great news for the folks that are using that. Hmm. On to the questions and comments here. First one we have is from Steve. And no, it's not the Steve we uh, tried to have the show with here, but another Steve. Um, And this comment was actually uh, basically... Um, he states at the beginning, I, it's going to come across a little bit as a gripe, but it's more of a legitimate issue, and I don't think that it can be avoided. And it's, it's quite lengthy here, so I'm going to try and uh, summarize as much as I can. Uh, the issue that he has is that the name and stated purpose of the cell phone junkie is that um, versus what actually you talk about um, is not quite right. The opening bit says that your show will discuss news and reviews related to cell phone, the cell phone industry, uh, but cell phones in general only get a passing mention most weeks. The primary concern of the show appears to be PDA-styled phones and data connections. And then he goes on to say, you know, don't get me wrong, you have the final say in what goes on the air each week. Um, but I feel that if the show is centered on PDAs and data, um, and that's what your listeners wanted to hear, that is no, I have no right to tell you otherwise. However, to be true to the stated purpose of the show, you really should give consider- considerably more time to other types of cell phones and to other issues related to cell phone use. Um, so, Steve, I, I definitely appreciate the comment. I think you're kind of right on with that one. I know a lot of times I get kind of sidetracked. I, I weed through tons and tons of information each week to try and come up with uh, what you know I can get down to a 30- or 40-minute show. And oftentimes, yeah, I will talk a lot about the stuff that I'm using, and in um, it I uh, we'll do what I can in the future to make sure that uh, that I have a, a diverse show that appeals to all the listeners and, and all the users of the different cell phones that are out there. Um, and, uh, you know, so I certainly appreciate that. Now, Dave, I, you know, in the Mobility Today uh, podcast that you guys do, um, there's there's often times where you'll get on you'll get on topics. And I know, um, you know, there's certain things that are out there that that just require a lot more information. And, and that's kind of what I try and do. And, um, you know, I, I try and I try and do what I can to in, inform people the best about the products that are out there. And, um, you know, so I know I know you're you understand where I'm coming from with this. Oh, one. yeah, definitely. It, it's hard to, you know, and you get a large audience to follow your show. Um, you try to do the best to make everyone happy and you take those means and go with it. So, you know, unfortunately, every show is just not going to make everyone happy. Yep. Yep. Next, we got a uh, voicemail here from Rob. 
And uh, Rob actually did something kind of neat, and you're more than welcome to do this as well if you're listening out there. Um, if you would like to send in a audio comment, you can either do it, do it by calling 602-903-4116, or as Rob did, sent in uh, this voicemail in an MP3 format. Hey guys, this is Rob from Nebraska again. Um, I thought I'd call and give you a little mini review of the new phone that I got. I know I just called last week saying I got a BlackBerry. I actually took that back because I wasn't quite satisfied with some of the advanced features as far as media goes. And uh, But I got the Trio 755P, which is the new uh, Trio from Sprint and Palm. It's uh, pretty much the Trio 680 on singular. It doesn't have the antenna, so it's kind of like the rounded candy bar and uh, I'm actually really enjoying it. Um, I had the 700P and the 650 and all the other trios along the lines, uh, but I think this one, even though the differences uh, are small, they're quite an improvement over the old one as far as aesthetics and uh, how the device feels. It doesn't feel as cheap as the old ones did, uh, and the buttons, they feel a lot more solid. Like when you press on them, it doesn't feel like they're going to you know, snap underneath your fingers. Uh, the camera seems to be pretty good. People have said that it's not actually as good as the other Trio cameras, but I think it's actually, it does a pretty good job um, for what it is. And uh, as far as voice quality, it's one of the best sounding on both ends, uh, sending and receiving, that I've ever heard on any phone, uh, which has been quite a few. Uh, so I've been really impressed with that, and um, just the form factor all over is is much improved. Um, and also the price is lower than the other trios went for. It's only five seventy nine um, without contract. And uh, I also wanted to make mention of the Active Sync for Exchange that Palm has built in with VersaMail. I use Active Sync on the um, Q so that I could sync, you know, between multiple computers and get the push email. And Palm has actually put this into the new trios as well. Uh, and it works just as good as it does on the Windows Mobile side. So if you're using Exchange and uh, you don't want to move away from Windows Mobile just so you can keep your Exchange, uh, it works very well on the Palm as far as push email and stuff like that. So yeah, I just wanted to let you guys know that the uh, the 755P looks like it's going to be a pretty good device, and uh, uh, keep up the good work. Thanks. Thank you very much, Rob, for your voicemail. That's that's very interesting um, that you had purchased the BlackBerry and then switched over to the, the Palm Trio 755. Uh, best of luck to you with that, um, and uh, thank you very much for a very innovative way of sending in a voicemail. Appreciate that very much. That was cool. Yeah, very, very cool. <laughs> Wouldn't have thought about doing that. Everyone, you know, can just send in, you know, give us a call or send in a voicemail. The cell phone junkie at gmail.com is the way uh, that you would email it in as well. Question here from Travis. He says, sorry to bug you again, uh, but in my quest to find out as much as I can about BlackBerry, I stumbled upon this question. What is the difference between a BlackBerry Bez and the BlackBerry Biz Internet Servers? And uh, I just wanted to say to Travis, it's no bother at all. Um, I love corresponding with everyone out there, so um, there is uh, there's no problem with that at all. So here's the difference. The BIS, or B-I-S, stands for BlackBerry Internet Service. It is the out-of-the-box service that comes with every BlackBerry. Um, it's activated uh, when you activate a data plan with your provider. You can be up and running in just a few steps, regardless of the email account type that you have, and pretty much without um, IT uh, support. It is the easiest and most affordable way for most people um, and small businesses to get their Blackberries up and running right away. So basically, it is the Internet service that allows you 
to uh, to buy when you buy a BlackBerry to just set up your email and uh, get going right out of the box. The BES is stands for BlackBerry Enterprise Server, that BES, and it is the complete wireless platform to extend all the benefits of your messaging and collaboration environment and other tools uh, out to your device. It includes both, uh, or um, excuse me, email of course, but then also calendar contacts, contacts, tasks notes, uh, sometimes instant messaging, and even web-based applications and services that your company or uh, enterprise may offer. It is basically what you would find for most uh, large businesses. They will use this to access all that information over the air. And uh, that's pretty much, Dave, the best way I can describe that. I don't, I, hopefully that will answer his question here. Anything, anything else you want to add on to and to those descriptions? No, it just took me a long time to figure it out myself. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, and I, I'm pretty up to par with uh, with it. And I know when I got into the world of the BlackBerry, uh, it kind of confused the heck out of me. I was reading forums, and I'm like, what? Huh? What? Biz, 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 biz. What is, what is this? <laughs> well, and, it, and it's interesting, too, because you can be in a situation where both are being used. Um, a lot of companies will push out um, or roll out Blackberries to their users and uh, allow to to specific users, but then other people can just buy you know a Blackberry on their own and hook it up through uh, the the Outlook Web Access portal that's available, or you know even through Pop Access if if it is allowed that way as well. But uh, a lot more flexible with the Bez than the Biz, uh, but the <laughs> Biz is good for those who need to be flexible without having IT integration. So. Uh, comment here from Harry. Harry says he's having a blast setting up his BlackBerry 8700 and putting aside the Windows Mobile 5 6700. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> uh, I had commented, I think, on one of the last shows, uh, now that I'm using the BlackBerry, is the uh, how the websites and the, the, the different websites that are out there um, compared to the Windows Mobile Arena to what they have on the BlackBerry and just the WAP access are, are very different. He says the trick to using any mobile device on the internet is to find the mobile-friendly websites. Do that and you'll be happy. a happy mobile web surfer. Try to use a desktop PC-oriented website and you'll be frustrated. Uh, <laughs> the number of mobile-friendly sites is growing. RIM has a bunch of links and I have found many others. I was concerned uh, that the web surfing at edge speeds on T-Mobile would be frustrating, but I am fine as long as I stay to the mobile-friendly sites. Uh, loving the extended battery life and the rock-solid BlackBerry OS. Already wishing I had the BlackBerry Curve with the built-in camera. Huh. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. I don't uh, I don't disagree with him really. I I have to say I'm a happy BlackBerry user right now. Um, but I'll be honest, I do miss a, a lot of the things that the the Windows Mobile had to offer, and um, you know. Like like you did, Dave. You know you had the the eighty seven hundred, but I mean you just kept going yep. back to your uh, your blackjack. But you know they have um, Windows Mobile Live Search for the BlackBerry, right? Oh, they do, do they? Oh, okay, yeah, it's beta. It's beta. All and right, it uh, and it works. Excellent. <laughs> it's, a excellent. Poor man, it's a poor man's version, but it works. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's pretty good. Next year we have a comment here from. Uh, a user named Babalito over at wirelessadvisor.com, one of my favorite sites. And uh, he says, hey, you may want to check, you may want to know that phone pods has been shut down. So the 712-432-3031 and 3030 numbers are no longer working for you. They are the victims of the most of the recent wave of lawsuits by AT&T and those companies driving callers uh, to Iowa-based numbers. However, uh, the number for uh, from phone casting, formerly Podlines, is still working. Uh, they aren't using Iowa numbers, so I guess they haven't been targeted yet. Now, this is a, a pretty interesting uh, observation by him, and I really appreciate uh, 
that he he let me know about that one. Obviously, I don't go in and listen to this show over uh, one of the phone numbers, so I I hadn't had a reason to really go in and check to see if it was working or not. Um, but I certainly will be taking out of the, that number out of the show notes. Um, but if you are interested in listening to it over the phone, you can still use the phone casting service, and that phone number will be in the notes. Um, I love it, Dave. I think it's fantastic for people who are out and about. You know, you got those unlimited night and weekend minutes, and you're able to listen to the show on your own time. You don't have to download it. don't have to synchronize it with your phone oh, yeah. or your iPod. and It's a great. Oh, yeah. That, very, very nice. That's the thing that the iPhone – we're talking the iPhone, but that's the thing the iPhone's going to miss. Mm-hmm. They're going to miss that. I think Steve Jobs is making a big mistake. You I think they – You should be able to download music over the air. I think, I think at some point – it's they're gonna have to um i have the 80 gig ipod and while i wouldn't want to do 80 gigs over the air all at once sure i would i would certainly love to set it up so that it can you know at timed intervals kind of like you can do with a windows device you can set it up and and sync it or at least pull down something you know probably on the the 3g version probably in the 3g (laughs) version (laughs) but it's got it's got wi-fi though i mean come on you know they can make that work i know power on Sync up to your or get on your network, thing, whatever. Okay, hey, the, we'll see. The, the Apple TV can do it, right? There, yeah, exactly my point. Exactly. <laughs> so my iPhone should be able to do it. There you go. And last but not least, uh, Harry had a comment, and he says I installed the spell checker for the BlackBerry. Uh, the name is Lex Spell, and it's a shareware. Um, if you like the author, you can download or you, excuse me, you can. Uh, send in a donation. It works very well. Blackberry.beiks.com slash spell checker. And uh, if you are looking for a spell checker option, if you go to that website, it'll show you some some links to, um, or excuse me, some screenshots of the uh, how it works. And basically, when you go to send the message on a Blackberry, you can go in and, and check the spelling on it. Pretty neat. Uh, doesn't really, um, you know, doesn't really affect me. I but. At the same time, I, I always reread my messages before I send them on the BlackBerry because I know about that. But nice little shareware program. That's it, Dave. Looks, wow. like, uh, looks like that's a wrap. I certainly uh, appreciate, again, uh, you being able to jump on the show with us here. It's, it's always nice to, to have some, some different guests on. Um, you want to talk about your site at all a little bit or yeah. anything you want to let us know about that's going on over there at Mobility today? Yeah, well, first of all, I want to thank you, Mick, for uh, getting me, you know, back in the show here, and and I really appreciate. It. I know we've tried to do this a couple times. Um, I've been just really busy. For those who follow my website over at mobilitytoday.com, um, thank God Steve's been pitching in. I know Mickey and the, all the moderators there have just been doing a fantastic job keeping up with things. Um, I've just been so inundated with my uh, new job, and it's just been uh, pretty crazy with me with traveling and so forth. But we're going to be getting back in the swing of things. I, I do have some stuff that's coming down the pike. So uh, be sure to keep checking out Mobility Today. We're going on, uh, well, we're actually on year number, going on year number eight. So thank God that we're still here. And, uh, you know, if you want to look, learn a little bit more about mobile tech, come on over and stop by. Absolutely. That's uh, it's amazing. Eight years, huh? Yeah, I know. I can't wow. believe it myself. Wow. You want to give a little plug to your, your personal blog as well if anyone wants to see what's yeah. going on with you? Anyone wants to know about me, um, just check check out my blog at davidsicone, C-I-C-C-O-N-E, uh, .com. And uh, kind of all my personal stuff about me, uh, what I've been doing, and so forth. So uh, if you want to find out, go check it out. Yep, congrats to you on some of your personal successes. I'm a huge follower of it. I'm on it every single day, and sounds like you've got got some great stuff going on in your life. So. 
Yeah, thanks, Congrats man. to you. You bet. Appreciate it. All right. Well, that just about does it. We'll be back next week for show number 53. Hopefully get Joey back on the show. And uh, any questions or comments, 602-903-4116 or thecellphonejunkie at gmail.com. And have a good week.